This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Listening to Fresh FM, my name's Matt, joined in the studio by Chris Watson from the Nelson Film Society, which means we are here to talk film on uh, the Nelson Film Society Film Preview. Kia ora, Chris, how are you doing? Good morning, fine, thank you. Excellent, nice to see you uh, back in the studio. So tell me, what did the audience uh, think, do you think, of the horror movie that you showed last Tuesday? Uh, well, that's called Schools Out. Um, it turned out to be more of a cultural challenge between French youth and their elders than a traditional horror movie. Although the way it developed with the music and the settings, it felt like one. <laughs> There's some very clever youngsters at the centre of this film, and they're bitterly disillusioned by the state of the world. And they collected a whole lot of video examples of a vast number of ecological abuses, you know, polluted rivers, animals cruelly killed for the butcher's trade. A lot of youngsters are vegans nowadays, yeah. yeah. Climate change disasters. We had the Fukushima tsunami, various forest fires, and above all, the nuclear explosion at Chernobyl. So wow. that was in there. That okay. was their kind of interest, you know. They'd collected all those images. Okay. Uh, no mention of housing affordability. <laughs> no, I said last week that I would be looking <laughs> for that. These were privileged young kids. They came from wealthy families, so that that didn't even get a mention. Okay, and uh, the surprise ending? Yes, I'd been fearing all along because I couldn't find in the preview material I had just how it would end, except that it would be a surprise. And I thought, oh, God, it's going to be a terrorist gun attack on the other kids at school because a lot of them resented the superiority of this group. Or might have been an agreement to group suicide. That was another possibility because right. they were so tightly. Anyway, it wasn't either of these. Um, actually, they did try the mass suicide, but uh, that was thwarted at the last moment by a teacher. Uh -huh. Instead, it looks as though they might have been responsible for blowing up a French nuclear power station, <laughs> <laughs> which throughout the film had been glimpsed, really, through the trees of an otherwise idyllic countryside location by the kids' favourite swimming pool. And all this happened while the six friends, uh, now joined by the teacher, who'd been, you know, very sceptical from the beginning, they stood and stoically watched as the nuclear power station blew up while everyone else fled in panic. Wow. So how do you think that went down with the audience? Well, I have to wait for the voting results, but judging by the discussions we had in the restaurant afterwards with several of them, it will have provoked a lot of thought. And I've had some messages this morning on the computer already to say that they had admired it. I think that's what Okay. That's the word our people use when they feel they shouldn't say enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So uh, what we have next, an English film, I think. Uh, 
one that's pinched air slogan for the title, which is God's Own Country. Yeah, that's right. It's um, actually set in Yorkshire, which is a county in England where the people use the phrase widely to extol the beauty of their locality. And I saw the film in Wellington at the International Film Festival in 2017. Um, And at that screening, the director, he's called Francis Lee, it's a guy, uh, was present for a Q&A after the film. And he said he was surprised to find on his arrival in New Zealand that it was a catchphrase often used here <laughs> to describe the virtues of Aotearoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so do the, do the two environments look similar? Well, to the extent they're both mountainous and extensively used for sheep farming, that would be about it. On a good day, Yorkshire can look stunning. Uh, but in this film, there are not many good days. Mostly the weather is terrible and it looks very bleak. Oh no, so it's another fairly serious movie? Oh yeah, it's certainly serious. But although it starts out as though it will be a tragedy, it develops into warmer days, both in terms of the weather, thank goodness, and in terms of the relationship between the young farm worker and his casual male assistant. Okay, so I'm guessing you mean they might fall in love like uh, Ang Lee's film Brokeback Mountain, so kind of a gay romance, possibly? (laughs) There are similarities and critics have mentioned them but it's also uniquely british um johnny saxby has been forced to take over the family farm which is high in the yorkshire dales because his taciturn father has had a stroke and it's made him even more taciturn and then his mother has died and it's his grumpy old grandmother who looks after the domestic side of things on top of that john is friends including a feisty young woman whom we meet when she comes home during the varsity holidays they've all left to go to university or off to one of the big cities meanwhile remorseful john he just drinks heavily and he has casual sex with men that he picks up in the pub Into this aggressive environment, however, comes a seasonal worker from Romania. George, spelt rather strangely in a Romanian way. (laughs) He's very handsome. He's very resourceful. He's very optimistic. And he's a good farmer. And he's got original ideas to boost this Yorkshire farm's income. Okay, like? Well, one suggestion is to milk the sheep to make cheese. That would apparently be normal practice in Romania. Okay. Uh, Incidentally, it's interesting that Britain is almost as dependent on overseas labour in the rural sector as is New Zealand. And this film was made in Britain just as it was about to vote to leave the European Union and so lose this ready source of migrant labour. Okay, so I'm guessing there's another strong political message here. It's not very explicit. Francis Lee was asked about this at the question and answer session and said that he didn't have to labour the point. It was a passing reference but it wasn't missed by the British audience. (laughs) Okay and so how does the love affair progress? Oh well it's very graphic I guess people should be warned about that and at first it's fiercely masculine. Right. There isn't any of the tenderness that an audience would expect between a young man and a young woman but as time goes by and George's time on the farm approaches an end sensitivity does develop. Um, The film definitely does not suggest that love or adventures of the heart are doomed. Those are the words of the critic Peter Bradshaw that I'm quoting. The ending is actually quite uplifting. 
Okay, so a happy ending. But um, do you think your audience is going to appreciate a film featuring same-sex lovemaking? I think they will. Film society audiences are pretty sophisticated, and I know that many of them have already seen Francis Lee's second film, uh, Amomite, uh, Ammonite, yeah. I think it is, at the State Cinema earlier this year. You've probably discussed it. With mm, yes. The, yeah, it's, that one featured a lesbian relationship between two women whose original livelihoods were as different as those as Johnny and George's. And in a way, the disapproval of the side characters in that film was similar to the reactions of those that we will see in God's own country. But those of our members who saw Ammonite praised it highly. Incidentally, the weather in both starts out badly, but it improves as the key characters find love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that's uh, in God's country, yeah? And it's showing... Next Tuesday night at the Suter Theatre. Uh, what date is that? It must be the 10th of yes, August that, already. It will be. Yeah. Now, there's uh, doesn't seem to be any films in your brochure for the next two weeks. So what's up there? <laughs> That's because when we planned our year, the International Film Festival was set to be here in Nelson during August. And because we're associated with that film festival, same planners, um, we usually close down during that right. period to make certain that every film's picked up. However, um, because the organisers couldn't be sure that we wouldn't have COVID shut down again at this time of the year, they decided to postpone the 2021 International Film Festival until November for Wellington and Auckland, until late November and early December for Nelson. So hopefully we'll all have been inoculated by then and the event won't have to be cancelled this year. Ah, true, true. And isn't the Italian Film Festival screening at the Suta during August? Yes, it is. And our people will be looking forward to that, of course. However, the, the curator, Paolo Rotondo, has kindly allowed us to fit two screenings in between his afternoon and evening films. And so we will be able to operate on those two Tuesdays towards the end of August at 6pm as usual. It's very decent of him so what are you planning to show we're fortunate now because we can bring into august the first film of the year which we'd been forced to abandon when the suitor cinema had been covid closed at the beginning of march so now we'll be able to screen the classic a matter of life and death after all it's a cheerful film too despite the title you, you and i even discussed yeah. this together in march um, before we knew that it couldn't go ahead okay yes yes and what about the second uh, extra film well that'll be another New Zealand classic film from the golden 80s when we made many surprising movies that showed how original Kiwi films could be. It was directed by the director and artist Vincent Ward in 1988 and was called The Navigator. Uh, Suit is a good place to show Ward's graphic film works as they showed his graphic artworks in the gallery exhibition last year. I can tell you and our listeners all about this film in a couple of weeks' time, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. I do look forward to that. So uh, this coming week, though, we've got God's Own Country. God's Own Country. Showing at the Suter. You can get more details by either going to the State Cinema's website and clicking through to the Suter, or you can go, and uh, easily enough, Google the Nelson Film Society and you can get to the the, uh, page there if you want to find out more about the Society. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you again next week, Chris. Yes, we'll do Matter of Life and Death for a second time. (laughs) Thank you.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.